Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. This is Justin McClintock, and this week we have stormy weather of Show Your Work Nutrition on the podcast, and I am excited. Stormy holds a somewhat unique position in the Feel Strong Averse. She is a longtime friend, a longtime client, and her nutrition coaching business, Show Your Work Nutrition, is at the absolute top of my list for places I send people who need specific, thoughtful, one-on-one nutrition work. She has crafted a business that is not about rules and judgment and meal plans and weird supplements, but a nutrition coaching approach about sustainability, personal growth, motivation, a willingness to learn, and her ability and efficacy working one-on-one with people, creating new habits, teaching people how to take control of their nutrition, and then, in large part, control of their lives has been remarkable. Stormy has a long history as a competitive athlete. Combined with over a decade in the field as a medical professional, she is uniquely suited to serve the needs of people who have not been served thus far by the fitness and nutrition industry. This one was a long time coming, and I'm really glad we could get it done. Stormy Weather of Show Your Work Nutrition. Stormy weather. Welcome to the Feel Strong Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I am happy to have you here. It feels like it's been a long time coming. Yes, it does. So for people who don't know you, you're a competitive CrossFit athlete. You're also the owner of Show Your Work Nutrition. Did you come to nutrition through performance? That's an interesting question. I think it's fair to say yes. I've had a long history with CrossFit and for the first five years or so, I wasn't taking it all that seriously. And then around 2017, when I decided to take it a bit more seriously, nutrition was kind of the natural next step in terms of dialing that in. So I spent a couple of years with trial and error on my own nutrition, figuring things out. And that just kind of, I got to a place where I felt like I had a pretty good handle on myself. And then right as everything was kind of starting to click for me, my, my hormones kind of shit the bed. And so then that led to an even deeper dive into the field of nutrition. And I really, I started doing the more formal coursework, more so just to continue to figure out what in the world was going on with myself. But there was more interest than I had expected from my immediate circle when people saw that I was doing this, this continuing education. And so I had, I had not really intended to work with clients specifically, but I started with seven or eight people in the beginning and that grew very organically and very quickly. So it has, it has grown into something that is a lot of fun, much faster than I expected. Well, it's also grown into a successful business. Let's not undersell you. Well, thank you for that, for that credit. Yes, we can, we can say that it has grown into a successful business. (laughs) And I think the idea, I love the name, show your work nutrition and that seemed to, as someone who's been watching it kind of, you know, sprout and grow, seemed to come from a very organic place where you're publishing all this social media. And if people aren't already following you, they absolutely should be about the things you're doing and trying. And this worked and this didn't work. And I had like you certainly show your highlights and the things that go very well. But you seem to overtly push out the the OK days and the days where it's fine or the days where it doesn't seem to go according to plan. And then how you're dealing with it, how you're adjusting for it, what the next step is. Yes. And I I have a lot to say about that. And the first thing I'll say about it is that 
you know perfectly well, you actually came up with the name Show Your Work. Justin, you posted something back in 2019 about working on bar muscle ups and one of your random hashtags was show your work. And I immediately was like, are you going to do something with that hashtag? Are you going to use that? And you're like, no, take it, do whatever you want. And I did not know what I was going to do with it at the time. I just knew that I liked it and I I felt like it was important somehow. So I latched onto it. And that was a little bit of a mindset shift for me then. That was around mid-2019 because I think until that point, I had been looking at CrossFit from the standpoint of, well, when I can do X, Y, and Z, then I'll be, then I'll be good enough. Then I'll be, you know, a real CrossFitter. And I, something about that show your work phrase kind of made me flip that around and see that you don't get confident by being able to do certain skills. You gain confidence by trying and failing and through the process of getting there in the first place and (laughs) gave me a whole new respect for middle school math teachers who were always harping on the concept of show your work, show your process. That's really where the value is because I think the same is true with athletics and with nutrition and with, with just about anything. As far as me showing my own process on social media, that's, that's very much where it comes from is this idea that I think social media, there's a, there's a, epidemic of just highlight reels on social media. And I think that's very easy to, it's very easy to not feel good enough and to perpetuate this cycle of only showing the things that go well and potentially making others feel bad about themselves for not being able to do certain things or lift certain weights or what have you. And I think it's, I think it's just as important to show all the little screw ups and things that don't go right and frustrations, because that's really how you get to the the shining moments in the first place. And I think it takes, it takes a lot of courage to want to show that. And again, the same is true with nutrition. And so that's where the, that's really where the name for the company came from is that it's not about a before and after picture. It's about all the tools that you're learning on the way there. I was just going to say that about the before and after that it feels like, you know, sometimes we'll talk about the, the purpose process payoff when we're talking to someone about a program or a solution or something we're trying to create. And the reality is that the payoff is only the beginning of the next step, usually, especially if people come with these benchmarks, whether it's performance, whether I want to make this competition or lift this weight or run this fast, or if it's around aesthetics, whether I want to lose weight or gain weight or fit into this dress or not be able to wear sleeves anymore, even with health and longevity of like hitting these blood work markers or getting off these meds or some of those, what I think of as slightly more higher level goals. The question is, okay, what happens when you get there? Then what do you do? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's always this continuing refining of the process and then finding the next payoff and the next payoff and the next payoff. And ideally that payoff is, you know, health and longevity and happiness and feeling comfortable in your own body and recognizing that everything goes in waves with performance or weight or hormones or health or all of these things to some degree. Do you have an ideal client? Like, do you have the kind of person who you're really drawn to working with? There are a couple different avatars that I like. One sort of category of person that tends to find their way to me is someone who has been trying to lose weight, lose body fat for a long time. And they've sometimes consciously, sometimes unconsciously gotten themselves down to this very low intake level, you know, it might be 1200 calories, might be 1300. I've had a couple who were in like the eight or nine hundreds. And they, they think they feel okay, because they've been doing this for such a long time that they kind of don't 
know better. And if, and that's, trust is key for anyone, but especially for somebody that you're trying to sort of slowly guide out of that deep, deep calorie hole. If you can get that person to, to buy in, it, it's really fun to work with those people because they start to see and feel results pretty much immediately. They start to sleep better. They start to feel better in the gym. They like their whole life magically gets better when they, when they start eating more food. And so that's one avatar that's a lot of fun. And I tend to have, I tend to get a lot of those people. I also like the, I like the women in their thirties who are starting to have some hormone imbalances who don't quite understand what's going on because I have a lot of empathy for that situation. And so that's somebody else that I like, that I like to work with because I feel as though I can personally relate to that situation. And let's see, I'm flipping through my mental Rolodex of people here. I have, I can't think of anybody that I, that I dislike working with, but I will say I have two clients who are actively transitioning, gender transitioning. And those are also a lot of fun to work with just because there are, there are certain physical and psychological aspects that come into the nutritional picture that you don't necessarily have with someone who's cisgender. And so that's, that I find to be a unique challenge and fun to work with. I agree. Feel Strong also has several transitioning clients, and it is super fun to work with for a lot of reasons, especially when they have particular aesthetic goals they're looking to present one way or another. And you get to let them work on things they've never worked on before because they didn't really understand it and can make these really life, you know, life altering changes and, and confidence builders that work for everyone. Like, like if I make your pecs super huge and that was one of your goals you know, then you're going to feel good, but it's just different for someone who has never seen that as an option before, maybe didn't even have the chemistry to do it before. Yes. And I have someone who was an athlete years ago, hasn't done much with strength or endurance or anything in quite a few years. We had broached the idea that doing some strength training coupled with the nutrition would probably increase results in a, in a way that they would be happy with. And they were feeling, you know, receptive, but a little bit hesitant. And like the day that this person sent me a picture of them out in their garage with dumbbells over their head and a big smile on their face, like <laughs> that was one of the best texts that I've ever gotten. And since then, they've really started to kind of reap the mental, all the mental benefits that we talk about with regard to building strength. Like they, they feel better inside themselves. They feel more confident. They feel empowered by virtue of the fact that they can move heavy things now, like it's, it's a lot of fun to, to see them inhabiting the person that they've always been and doing that a little bit, a little bit more comfortably by virtue of the, the strength training that they're doing. Now, earning that kind of trust, and with all of those clients you described, the person who has tried lots and lots of different things and has worked themselves, you know, whether or not they realize it, into a nasty calorie hole and at least temporarily kind of hose their metabolism in a way that they they probably won't be able to make more changes without a, you know, a medium to long-term plan that's going to put them in a better spot to operate. Or the person you described at who's in a different season of life and doesn't understand why their body isn't responding anymore. Like, mm -hmm. this used to always work. I was very successful and we've run into lots of these people suddenly it's not working anymore. And for feel strong, at least by the time someone gets to us, they've tried 10 other things. Yeah. Like they have, they have done options. They have done their research. They've played on Instagram. They've bought the program. They've, they've tried all this stuff and it hasn't worked. How do you go about building trust and certainty with someone like that? 
that working with you for a bunch of money when they've already tried all these things is going to work? I like that question. This is one of those areas where the the clinical medicine background, which I don't actually know if we talked about that. I'm also a physician associate in addition to being a nutrition coach and an athlete. The 10 years in clinical medicine of learning to gain rapport and kind of reflect and match the person that you're speaking with is a is a valuable skill set to have when you're trying to to gain that kind of trust. I also I think one of the things that helps is I usually have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. And I probably won't lay those all out for you right away. But in that initial conversation, I might say something like, okay, so this is how I see this going. This is what we'll try. If that doesn't work, we'll do this. If that doesn't work, then we might do this. Like just sort of explaining the fact that there are, again, another component of show your work, there are multiple ways to the finish line. And it might be that the first thing we try doesn't exactly work, but that doesn't mean we're done. We've got lots of options. Do you find that that involves a lot of breaking beliefs? Like do people come in with really structured, I have to eat this much protein or carbs are bad or I'm not allowed to eat after this time of night or any of that stuff? Oh, yes. Yeah. And people people have that to kind of different degrees, maybe based on what they were raised with or what they've been exposed to over the years. But yes, there are a lot of there are a lot of fixed beliefs that we have to work on kind of overriding throughout the process. And it really, it depends on the person and on what they think. But yeah, the fear of carbs is a pretty common one. Um, and that one, this is another reason why it's a lot of fun to work with people who are active to some extent. It doesn't matter what the what the sport is or what the activity is, but if they have something physical that they like to do, that's a really useful piece of biofeedback because when you're pushing your body a little bit harder than, you know, just lifting a laundry basket, you notice more things about how you feel. Like the the harder you push, the more biofeedback you get, basically. And so someone who has always been afraid of carbs and their say their swimming has always felt a certain way. And then they get brave and they decide to try eating a little bit more carbs before they go out for their long swim. And all of a sudden, wow, I wasn't tired. That's, you know, that's significant in that you can get somebody to buy in once they start to feel what it feels like to actually be fueled. And that's, that too is an important part of gaining that trust because once they start to, once they can physically feel that something is different, then they're really going to start to buy in and trust you. That's really cool. How do you know if someone's ready to work with you? Or maybe a better question would be if you're, if someone applies, goes to the website, reaches out on Instagram, it's Hey, I definitely want to hire you. I want to work on nutrition. How do you determine if they're actually a good fit for you? Or is everyone a good fit? Do you ever find people who aren't a good fit? Definitely not everyone is a good fit. I think there's a, you know, every pot has a lid, but I'm not the lid for every pot. They, usually the process works like someone reaching out through the website saying, hey, I'm interested. I send them a link to an intake form, which has some pretty detailed questions on it as far as their, you know, what they've tried in the past as far as nutrition and what their sleep is like and what their current stressors are like and so on and so on. And then sometimes based on that, there may be some red flags that jump out. Um, and the, the person who has dug themselves into a deep calorie hole is a good example. I had somebody like this a couple months ago who gave every, every answer in the book for needing a reverse diet. This was someone who was first... They said, well, low calorie used to work, but then it stopped working. And then low carb used to work, but then it stopped working. 
And so now I'm eating this, which was, it was something around a thousand calories a day. It was very low. And my digestion is screwed up. And I wake up in the middle of the night, you know, twice a night, you know, and they had all these symptoms where I'm going, okay, you need the, the absolute first thing we've got to do is start adding some food back because that's where a lot of these symptoms are coming from. And this particular person, when we then progressed past the intake questionnaire to actually having a conversation, this person was not ready. They were not in a place where they were ready to eat more food. It wasn't something they were open to. And so in that situation, there's not a lot, like I'm not going to ethically take money from someone who isn't prepared to do what needs to be done. Because in my mind, that's a situation where there is nowhere else to go. I can't, I can't take more food away from someone in that situation. So I, we just had to, we had to very politely part ways and say, I am here if you are, when you are ready and I will, I will meet you where you are. I know this is a scary process and we'll, I'll, I will be here whenever you're ready for it, but it sounds like this just isn't the right time. So that's one example of how that sometimes goes. That's good. And I think that's completely right. We, we talk a lot about only when we're talking, especially if we're talking to other coaches and entrepreneurs, like only selling people the thing that you know will solve their problem because going, you don't want to sell them more because that's unethical, but selling them a quarter of a solution is also unethical because you potentially leave them stranded. Right. They come halfway there and they start feeling a little bit better and things are kind of okay. And then they have it and they're actually in the most vulnerable place they could be. And now they don't have any guidance or know where they're going. And inevitably they fall at least back to where they were, if not quote unquote worse than what that was. A really interesting thing you pointed out is people, and we run into this a lot with pain, especially with very active people, people or chronic pain, people in chronic pain who've just learned to live with the way this feels, right? I have to, yeah, I, I have to, I talked to someone yesterday who has been walking downstairs sideways for two years. Mm. Yeah, this is just how I, this is just how I do stairs now. And because my knees feel like this and my hips feel like this, and this is how I sleep and this is how I get off the couch. And they were young, younger than I am. And I think that also ripples a lot with nutrition where people have tried so many things and wound themselves into these knots that they may or may not recognize that they aren't aware that they aren't healthy. Like they don't realize that some of these things, sleeping through the night, having normal digestion, you know, liking the way their skin looks are relatively normal. Are there things that you would suggest people look out for to determine if they're healthy or maybe... How does that conversation go when you're trying to unpack someone's state as you're getting ready to work with them? Yeah, so I think so sleep is a big one. If someone is if someone is sleeping through the night, that's a really that's a big deal. That's a positive sign that they're that they're in a pretty decent state of being if they are sleeping through the night consistently and feeling refreshed when they wake up in the morning. Let's see. The one wake up a night isn't really a huge deal. If it's a prolonged wake up, that can be a bigger deal. If they're waking up hungry, that can mean a couple different things. So yeah, sleep is a big one. Digestion is a big one. I have a couple, and this is where the, the medical stuff kind of gets interesting too, because sometimes addressing nutrition really can make a massive difference in somebody's digestion. And then there are other times when there might be something more going on. I have someone right now where we're sorting through some like food sensitivities and IBS and things of that nature. So yeah, that's another big one. The another thing is, again, speaking of areas where nutrition and medicine overlap, sometimes 
working with a coach can be valuable as a second set of eyes who have seen things before, have seen kind of a, a wider swath of the population, if you will. I have someone who is a competitive weightlifter and has done multiple weight cuts, is a very, very experienced with macro counting and tracking and whatnot. And about a nine months ago at this point, we tried to do a reverse and then a cut, and it just wasn't quite working the way that it should. And this person was saying, this is just how I am. I'm just, you know, when you get to be my age, it just doesn't go as well as it used to and da da da. And I said, I just, this doesn't feel right to me. Like something's, or something about this feels organic to me. Will you please go get some blood work done? And sure enough, this person has autoimmune thyroiditis and now they're on medication and they are cutting again and losing weight quite well. So sometimes, sometimes that, you know, that side of getting some outside help can also be valuable just because like you said, people, people assume that their, their baseline is in fact normal. And that's not always the case. And that kind of advice will only be dispensed usefully, at least by working with an individual coach, right? That's the kind of thing that there is no template or program that you can possibly, or app or whatever that you can possibly get that's even going to consider that. And if you're asking, you know, your Facebook group or whatever for suggestions, someone might suggest it, but I bet if you scroll through their comments, they tell every, every third person that they have autoimmune thyroiditis and they're like, oh no, this, this is just a thing you heard about once, or maybe it happened to you and you rec you, you see one symptom and you think that's what it is, but you don't actually have a deeper understanding of this person. You don't understand the kind of background they have, et cetera, et cetera, to actually make that very specific recommendation to that very specific person in a way that is useful and effective and efficient. Yeah, that's really hard to do on your own because you'll either, like you said, you'll either go onto WebMD with a hangnail and it tells you you're dying or you'll assume that nothing is wrong at all. There's kind of nowhere, there's nowhere in between without getting another set of eyes on you, I think. I think the the Facebook group is going to, if you're a hypochondriac, then it's going to lead you in that direction. Or if you're inclined to just believe that everything's fine, then it's going to lead you in that direction. I think the the objectivity of the second set of eyes is necessary for something like that. I like it. Thinking about multiple goals, whenever people come in with us, we ask what their goals are. And usually there are several. And at least for me, I always say if someone, if aesthetics aren't in their top three, then I know that I'm already being lied to. So we're <laughs> going to have to unpack something. I would imagine that people come in with, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, when I think of nutrition, it's aesthetics, performance, health and well-being, like probably one of those buckets. Yep. And I would guess those three reordered however they get reordered, are what most people come in with. Is that true? Yes, I would definitely agree with that. All those three shuffled in, in one order or the other, yeah. How do you marry the aesthetic desires, which may not always line up with the performance and or the health and well-being? Yeah, good question. It's usually kind of straightforward to me in the sense that it usually takes a specific timeline. A lot of people do come in with aesthetic goals, but as you said before, the reason that they are coming to me is because they've tried a lot of things already on their own that haven't worked. And so if a simple, quote unquote, simple, straightforward calorie deficit were enough to get them what they wanted, they wouldn't need me. So very often before someone can realistically pursue aesthetic goals, such as fat loss or what have you, 
they need to first spend some time at maintenance, like reversing and at maintenance. And that is sometimes a tough conversation to have because we are human and we like immediate gratification. And that's not, that's not always realistic. Like the, the amount of time required to sort of build that metabolic base and get your metabolism to trust you again, that you're not going to just suddenly yank all the food away again is usually at least three months. And so getting someone to buy in for that length of ground laying before then moving on to the next step of doing some aesthetics is not always easy, but at the same time, it does make the, the path a little bit easier to lay out in predictable fashion because it, it sort of has to go in a certain, certain order if it's going to work. And I think that also comes with the experience and the coach's eye, as well as the medical background of someone coming in with what they see as an unsolvable problem. And you can say, oh, no, that's, that's fine. It's just not going to be fixed this week. Yeah. But we know exactly how to do this. And I can, if you if you'll come with me and be a little bit vulnerable and a little bit trusting, then we can absolutely get there. Exactly. And then to your other point about performance, I think that's another one that can get tricky, but then at the same time, it's not because the, the time frame usually declares it for you. I'm thinking of someone who has a couple of competitions that she does throughout the year and has a goal of losing body fat. And so she's been with me about a year and we've done two cuts in that year, but we've structured them far away from her, the events that she really cares about. So she has time at maintenance in between to sort of work on strength and all of that. And then she gets to feel strong during her competitions. And then after those, then we get to do, you know, another cut and drop another 10 pounds and then go back to maintenance for a while. So it, it goes in cycles, but we do it in ways that make sense for the client. As if they have the season. Yes. What about people who are, coming back from injury or in rehab or aren't at, I run into it a reasonable amount of people who were, were very active in some form or fashion, had a busy job, active in their life. They were athletic. They went to the gym a lot. They were a competitive athlete and something happened that knocked them off being competitive. And they often will express to me that now they're going to eat a lot less because they're not in the gym for three hours a day, they're being significantly less active or they're, they're getting over getting sick or they're coming back from this injury. How do you navigate that conversation? Yeah, that's, and one of the concepts that I'm constantly trying to reinforce is, is that of respecting your body. Like maintenance is, if you are injured, if you're sick, like I've had a few folks who have had COVID, that's not the time to be in a calorie deficit. That's not the time to be doing something that's adding additional strain to an already stressed state. If you get injured, if you get sick, that that's a time to go back to the most sort of nourishing neutral ground that you can be on and take that extra load off because in the long run that's in the long run it's going to serve you better to go in waves that way uh, as opposed to trying to continue to push on with this stressful thing and probably see less good results and then also take longer to get better from your injury or your illness or whatever else is going on. So it's, yeah, it's a balancing act in terms of priorities for sure. But most people, I feel like most people see the wisdom in it when it's presented like that. It's not always an easy thing to, to implement in real life, but they, I think it's a concept that people intuitively understand. It just is sometimes a little bit of a jump between the, the understanding and the action. 
how often thinking about that, the, the challenge of compliance, which is always one of the biggest challenges is, you know, you can tell, give people the most beautiful plan in the world, but if they don't actually execute on it, then we're unlikely to see exactly the results we were hoping for, especially because neither one of us tends to lock people in a lab to make them do what we want them to do. Thinking about compliance, being compliance being the hardest thing, typically, you know, the, the best laid plan is wonderful, but if people aren't following through with it, what kind of accountability practices do you have set up with people? Like how often are you checking in or getting information for them? Or I know this is a little bit tactical, but I think people would be interested in sort of the nuts and bolts to a degree of how it works. For sure. Yeah. So when people start with me, I, I ask for a three month commitment at three times a week check-ins. And I think that's more than what most nutrition coaching businesses do. And the reason I do it that way is because Number one, it takes three months to really start to see any kind of results and truly trust the process and really understand what you're doing. If you do this for two weeks and then you decide it's not working, then you didn't, you didn't give it long enough to really, to really see whether it was going to work or not. So the three-month time frame, I feel like, is, is necessary in order to say that you truly gave it a fair shot. And then the three times a week thing is because, number one, you are going to have a slightly different mindset about something if you know that you are hearing from me again in 24 hours. Like it's easy to go out to, you know, happy hour on Thursday night and make certain decisions. If you're like, Oh, I'm not talking to stormy again until Tuesday, I'll totally be back on track by then. You know, whereas if you're like, well, I'm going to get a text tomorrow morning. I better, I better stick to two drinks. You know, it's a little different. You structure your behavior differently. If you know that you've got a little bit closer accountability, um, And it's also, to be honest, the three times a week is good for me because it keeps people very fresh in my mind in terms of what's going on with them. I started, when I first started this, I was still in clinic full time. And so I was doing this, the nutrition coaching just twice a week for check-ins. And that was fine, but I was surprised at how much of a difference it made going from twice a week to three times a week in terms of how much fresher people stayed and how many more like pertinent questions I had for them when I was speaking with them more often. That's really incredible. No, I know... I mean, I've done some nutrition, had some nutrition counseling over the years, um, and I know people who are charging a lot more and delivering a lot less. And that's all I'm going to say. We won't name any names, but there are some very well-known companies out there who don't do anything like that for way more money. Well, that is validating to hear. Thank you for that. It's just the truth. It's the way it is. What if someone comes to you? People, you know, as we said, people often come to you, have tried lots of other things. If someone is strictly opposed to something fundamental, what if someone shows up and they're opposed to counting calories? I mean, there are plenty of ways to work with people on their nutrition that don't involve counting calories, tracking macros, using MyFitnessPal. You do not have to, we don't have to use any of those tools if those are not things that the person's comfortable with. A lot of people have disordered eating backgrounds or they just aren't comfortable with the numerical side of it for whatever reason. Sometimes they take photos, sometimes they pay more attention to their own biofeedback in terms of how they're sleeping, how their digestion is doing. Sometimes they write down more about what they're, what choices they're making in terms of food quality. Maybe they're trying to get more fruits and vegetables in their diet. There are lots of ways to, to focus on this stuff that don't necessarily involve counting. I will say that it is pretty difficult to reverse somebody without counting macros at least for a little while. If someone is starting off at 1100 calories, it is it is hard to reverse someone properly 
Number one, because hunger cues aren't super reliable on a reverse. Sometimes you're not hungry at all. Other times you're absolutely starving. And then also because you're trying to reverse someone ideally in sort of a slow, gradual, stepwise fashion to prevent unwanted fat gain. And so it's it works better if you can get someone to count for, for that process. But in terms of general habits, even performance, you can really, you can do a lot without having to count anything. That's great. I don't know that many people are aware of that. And I don't know that there's a lot of people actually putting that into practice professionally. I don't have a ton right now. I'm trying to imagine. I have one person who is much more comfortable with calories and with macros. And so I have somebody doing that. I have several who are working on learning to eat more intuitively. And so they track maybe one or two days a week just to kind of check in with themselves. And then they don't track the other days. I don't think I have anybody. Well, I do have one who is doing kind of the food journal thing where they're taking pictures of their plate and that kind of thing. Yeah, there are are lots of ways to do it. It's such a strong approach to working with people. Stormy, tell people where they should find you. Okay, so the website is showyourwork.net. And the on Instagram, I have two Instagrams. The easiest one is probably at showyourworknutrition. My personal Instagram is at stormyweather, but weather doesn't have any vowels. But it's probably easiest just to go through showyourworknutrition. And then my personal link is in the bio if you want that one. Uh, And we will put that all in the show notes if people want to click that so they can come find you or your personal one or both. I strongly suggest following along. It is nothing but a goldmine of resources. And if this is the first time hearing about Show Your Work, you should go read their 100 Words of Nutrition. What is it called? Nutrition in 100 Words? Yes, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. It is, at least in my internet echo chamber, it is flying around everywhere right now, setting people on fire. So go read that. Uh, it will show you exactly the kind of resource you have availability to, and then you should probably book a call with Stormy. (laughs) Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I I was surprised and pleased by the response that that post got. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think you should be pleased. I'm absolutely unsurprised. It's absolute gold. (laughs) Well, thank you. Absolutely. Stormy, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star rating if you have the time. That makes a big difference. DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. Any questions if you just want to pick our brain. If you'd like more info, the website is feelstrong.me. We value effectiveness, individualization, and empathy. If you want to see what it's like to have an expert in the field, really listen and hear what you need to build you the perfect program to get you where you want to go today, is the perfect time to get started. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much.